And we're live. Yay. Yay. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. After our long break, I missed you guys. Oh. Was it a long break? It was like one week, right? It was one week. Well, two. Well, <laughs> Since I mean, we you smiled at me, off, so it's like your head two to weeks. the side and said you're angry. Mm. Five days till the big surprise. I have no That's idea. That's all I remember of that song. song you're naked ladies, yeah. Oh, okay. Your Canadian heritage, Sean. My God. Yeah. Are they Canadian? Yeah. They are. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. My, the start and finish of my knowledge of the Bare Naked Ladies Big Bang is, there's the song. Oh no, I guess I knew that too. <laughs> I was going to say that one song that's in the Digimon movie. It's been one week. <laughs> is it that one? I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I just knew there was one song in there. It was arguably that song that made them, like, their first hit. If maybe their biggest hit. Yeah, it is. In, in fact, one week, the song I was just singing. I mean, I couldn't tell you a single other thing about that movie plot or anything, except all I remember is there's a bare naked lady song in it. That's all you need to know. That's really they also it. have that chicken song. Um, Same song. Chi- pretty chicken sure. to China, the Chinese chicken. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is again one week. Same song. It's the same, That's the same, same song. One week again? Yep. Okay, so, so they have one song, I guess. Unless it's the Big Bang Theory, anything you probably are thinking about, Bare Naked Ladies, it's one week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that song was in How I Met Your Mother. At least that part of it. Chicken to China, Chinese chicken, your brain shuts down and your... Brain shuts down and your heart starts ticking or something like that. I don't know. It's been a while. I will, I will take your word for it. You're you're the expert here. Apparently, apparently, you're apparently the expert at one week because you you think yeah, every no song kidding. is that one. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so what's new with you guys? What's been happening in the last two weeks? We bought a house. Oh, geez. Nice. We it's it's we're doing the paperwork next week, but it's pretty much official. So we are moving. What's it like? It's a house. It's got house features. It does house things like sit there and let us live in it. Cool. It's great. Is it bigger? Yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's bigger. It's got a two car garage. It's got a backyard. Like it's not a townhouse like we have now. It's an actual house. Okay. So it'll it'll be a nice change. It's going to take a little bit of work. We got to do some renovations on it or by which I mean oh, like we're going to pay someone to do it. Right. What do you have to do? We're going to replace the flooring because it's like old tiling. Um, the previous people who were living there were renters and they smoked in the place. So we got to oh, no. uh, oh, take man. out the drywall that's in the garage because apparently they just smoked in the garage and it just reeks. Okay, that's better than if they smoked in the house. They, apparently yeah. they did too, but like they, they, they did an ozone treatment on that already, so that's already gone. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, thankfully. Uh, they also had a dog that shit everywhere outside and a tiny bit inside. So we got to clean all that up. Like the, they wrecked the backyard basically. So we got to fix that. And, uh, there's some weathering damage on the roof that we got to fix. Did, but they rented like, why didn't their damage deposit do anything? What is, why is this? They, prob- they such probably bad- didn't get their damage deposit back if I had to guess. Well, did the landlord use the damage deposit to fix the damage? That's probably what the ozone painting oh, treatment yeah. was for. Because they also put in new carpet. So, like, okay. they they did what they could to get rid of the smell out of the house. But the uh, the garage is just a disaster zone. All right. 
It, well, maybe there's a reason why the landlord was renting it to people and then decided, I just need to get rid of this. Apparently, it's, it was owned by some company in Toronto. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, obviously, don't go into details, but like, are you like way out there or are you kind of close to the city? Uh, Almost the same. Okay. All right. I'm in a better. We're in a better spot for some things and a worse spot for other. I can I can tell you off cast, but sure, yeah, yeah. Right on. Well, congrats. Thank you. Just the the shitty thing is, uh, we get possession next week, and we have to be out of here by the tenth of May. But I leave the thirtieth of April for our charity marathon and another event, and then get back right before we have to move out of here. So. Reese has to do a lot of the uh, packing and moving without me. So I'm start owe, packing I'm gonna, now. I'm going to owe her a big one. Yeah, no, that's the thing. You're going to see things disappearing by next week's cast. Like most of the office will be gone or packed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Cool. Life events. Um, all right, Paul, you got to you got to get say something as big as that. What have you been doing? Seeking out therapy. Okay, that's that a big is deal pretty too. big. <laughs> Just in a different direction. Got whiplash so the reason, out of that. The reason I wasn't um, here last week is because I went to a specialist for something I need to get done up in Edmonton. And the motherfucker ca- uh, canceled on me 20 minutes before my appointment was supposed to start. So I just went to my parents' house after that and yelled and screamed about it the whole way there. And then just chilled out with them for a bit and came home the next day. So Jesus it's kind of a therapy session, <laughs> just not the one he paid for and drove for. Yeah, I was thinking about how to uh, say like how he could pay me my cancellation fee for canceling within 24 hours. But uh, there you go. I'm sure that'll nice. go over well. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that just seems like a way to just not ever go to that specialist. No, like I already told his thing that or his uh receptionist like just take me off your list i'm never fucking coming back here like obviously right if that wasn't yeah, I mean, obvious <laughs> like, yeah. yeah so did they know you were coming from calgary yeah yeah okay so that's crazy man it's yeah it was real awesome we got to eat at ikea though i really like ikea lunches mm-hmm. good good food for cheap that's cool i I'm, guess i'm glad to hear you enjoyed this lunch but like <laughs> ikea is in calgary as well like it's, yeah Yep. Okay. Oh, looking on the bright side, that's good. Yeah, hell yeah, man. One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. I can't remember. I know I talked about it on the show the last time I was in Edmonton, which was like two years ago. There was a place on White Street or White Ave mm-hmm. um, that I think it's just called Meat or something like that, and they just serve tons of different kinds of meat and mustards. It sounds right. Place. Cool. Yeah, that sounds neat. I, I I recommend it next time you're in Edmonton. Yeah, I don't like going to the White Ave area just because traffic and people and stuff like that. It's kind of a mess. It's but definitely like the hip kind of street to hang out on. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people. But yeah, no, that uh, that sounds like up my alley. I like meats and mustards, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a movie recommendation because I went to the movies last week. Okay. I went and saw Missing Link. I don't even know what new, this is. This is the new Leica film. Okay. Um Leica being the company that made Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings and Box Trolls and 
Right. So that you know, they do stop motion animation. This one uh, is about uh, like the uh, you know Bigfoot Sasquatch played by Zach Galifianakis, okay. and an adventurer uh, played by um oh I'm blanking on his name uh, Wolverine. Oh Hugh my Jackman? god! Now I'm yeah Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, and it is it is super great. It looks absolutely awesome. Everything it almost looks kind of like like a quilt, not in the way that like Kirby's epic yarn and like Yoshi's crafted world looks like, you know, yarn and, and crafts, but just kind of like the bright colors and everything looks soft. And it is very funny. Quite recommended. If you're a, if you're a, you know, animation, uh, movie fan, uh, go check out the missing link. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah. I actually, I looked it up here. I have seen this poster around. So yeah. Okay. It looks cute. Okay, it's so, a good time. So it was Fun. actually a good movie because, like, what, looking at the trailer and stuff, I was like, eh. I mean, I, I thought the trailer looked good myself. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Okay. So, take that as, as you can. I was going to also try and see Hellboy until, like, the review score hit. Yeah, uh, man. Which is it. That was a surprise. It, when it lock, uh, first revealed the score, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Was, I was shocked it was that low. It seems like like critics really don't like it. It seems like a, a certain amount of the audience does, and they're like, yeah, it's fine. But like not enough that where like even a lot of the audience is like, what is this garbage? So I was put off a little bit seeing all of that too myself. Maybe a, yeah, as like I, a rental of some sort. Sure. I'm just surprised, like, I thought, based on the trailers, it looked... This looks, like, competent. It looks This looks fine. like it'll at least be, like, a fine movie, but 9%? Yeah, that's... That is extremely low. It's crazy, yeah. Um, and I should have seen this coming, because, uh, obviously, some people at GameSpot had seen it, like, the week before, and I, I was trying to avoid those conversations, because I didn't want it spoiled. Yeah. But I just saw the phrase, like, it's Suicide Squad levels of bad. Oh, no. Uh, and that didn't fully register with me until I saw that that review score. But yeah, so no Hellboy for me. I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, at least in theaters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, however, this weekend, who's excited for Avengers, right? This guy is. Yeah, I'm trying to decide. We're trying to decide what day we're going. I think we might be going the Thursday night because it's so the, the very o- first one. That's what that's what we're doing. It's the only time that like both of us have time to be able to go so do you have your tickets already uh no but i there's plenty of seats at all of the theaters here they're showing a showing every like half an hour basically everywhere right on cool cool yeah no we're doing thursday night i think i might be going friday as well with work okay so that'd be cool too yeah um yeah, I'm excited. A little I'm, for you know three what? hours long, too, hey? Three hours. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm excited and nervous about that. <laughs> sure, yeah. And they even, the Russo Brothers even came out and said, like, there's no good time to take a bathroom I'm, break. I'm sure there is. <laughs> Which, I'm, I'm, yeah, part of me is like, of course you'd say that. This is your movie. You're not going to be like, oh, actually, about, like, an hour and a half into it, it gets really boring. So that's your chance. <laughs> yeah. Like, not going to say that. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there, like, a lot has to kind of happen in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I'm nervous because, like, Infinity War was already such a feat 
of like yeah. like they pulled off such a momentous thing and now they're just they're just like we're gonna double down let's yeah. just do it again back to back like i'm gonna be so impressed if if they if they stick the landing so yeah i'm i'm excited to see where they take it because they didn't go anywhere like where the comics books really went with infinity Wars, so they're just gonna do their own thing obviously so i'm excited to see how they That's kind fine, of though, right? mix it up Oh, it's better because the way the comic books do it is like ridiculous. Okay. So. Well, it is a comic. So. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm excited. All right. Well, let's do the podcast proper. This is the Top Down Perspective for April 18th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. And uh, why don't we see what Paul's been playing first? Uh, I've been playing the ever-living hell out of Risk of Rain 2. I'm one challenge away, You're and addicted. I hate it. Uh, I guess I'm just at the point where I just need to finish it off now, though, because I have one thing to unlock. And uh, it's specifically on the hardest difficulty, fight an elite boss and, like, win or whatever. And it doesn't sound like it's too bad, but, like, everything just hurts so fucking much on that difficulty. It's kind of rough. Um, Are you at all nervous that they're going to release an update that wipes everything? No, I couldn't care less. I'll just do it again. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I've been playing a whole bunch of that. Um, they released a patch that actually fixed that game, so fire doesn't stack infinitely anymore at the higher levels to the point where you get one shot by one tick because it does over a million damage. So that's good. So you can actually, like completely loop a whole bunch of times now without like any problem okay so i have a question about that so i also started playing risk of rain 2 okay and i uh i played through like i did four stages and then it brings you back to like the first stage again yeah Mm -hmm. is there any kind of end or is it just keep going in a circle until you die it keeps going in a circle until the game doesn't know how to spawn creatures at your skill level and then they just don't anymore Okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, so, yeah, it is early access, a, to be fair. Sure, yeah. I wasn't sure if there was any kind of just, like... There's not. ...stop point to it or anything. So, yeah, I did the loop, and I think I did one more level, and then... So, I would have been on my sixth stage. Sure. I, I could not find the teleporter. I think... Did they fix that yet? Is it easier to find the teleporter? Yeah, they uh, increased the radius of, like, the little particle physics and the red, like, glow that the teleporters have. So, in most levels, okay. it's much easier. Some of them, like... I don't know if you got, like, the swamp one where there's, like, some water yeah. and, like... Yeah, that yeah. one's still hard in some spots because it can look kind of oh, spawn great. in water. So... Cool. That's the one I was stuck on. And eventually yeah. got to the point where it was like, it was like a 45 minute run. Yeah. I wasn't getting killed, like damaged fast enough where I was going to die. Um, at least not until the difficulty went up significantly. Yeah. Um, I just had so much healing and I was like, you know, it's getting close. Like I need to go to bed. Yeah. So I just like stood still and died. Yeah. I really wish they added a way that you could just kind of save your state and like come back to it, especially because one of their challenges is to, beat 20 levels in a row so it's like oh wow time can it can be time consuming that's weird the first game didn't loop in any way right yeah you got to a point where before the last level there was a big teleporter and the teleporter gave you two options either continue to the final level or go back to the first level to loop if you wanted to 
Oh, I totally forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. We must have done the final stage every time then when we were playing. Yeah, because, I mean, we had lives to get to. Yeah. We couldn't just exactly, sit there yeah. all night. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm I'm, I'm starting to wondering if that uh, particle stuff will even be a, show up in my game because I've turned everything to the very minimum. Mm, how does it run for you? Off or something. If I turn everything to the real minimum, it's fine. Okay. Okay. So, that's we'll cool. See. Are you enjoying um, it? It. I, yeah, no, I like it. Um, I haven't played much more. I'm kind of just waiting for, I, I guess, them to just add more to it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I have a thing with early access games where I don't want to play too much of it because then when the full game's out, I won't play it really. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I just kind of wanted to dip my toes in because I owed it to Risk of Rain. Yep. And uh, I do like it. Uh, it is good. The music is still real good. Yeah. I like that because it's polygonal now, every time you do get an upgrade it shows up on your character yeah, and he just looks or he or she just looks like an absolute mess <laughs> of things just sticking out of them. It's like an extra Whether arm like, holding a dagger or your foot actually turns into the goat hoof and like, or like a, yeah, yeah a syringe or like three <laughs> syringes or whatever. Yeah. Like I like that they, they've modeled all those onto that. So that's cool. It's really cool. Agreed. Uh, I need to go back and play the first one, uh, to see which, what I prefer. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to say I prefer the first one just because it's. I don't have to worry about stuff behind me and like aiming really. Mm, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been a while since I played the first game and I should probably just get it on Switch. Yeah. Because that would be fun. Yeah. It plays totally good on Switch, so. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, we should try and get some multiplayer in at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have I do like Risk Rain 2. I'm glad they did that. And it is definitely a weird thing to, i don't i can't think of any other sequels where they're just like it's polygonal now exact same game though like it is such a weird sequel yeah and that's why i keep saying that it's like nice and disappointing at the same time because it's like not a new game but it is it's just like the same type of game but like like the exact same just in a different viewpoint and it's weird but it works yeah, it, somehow. It, yeah it's super it, it's super weird it is super weird yeah uh yeah, I've been mostly playing it. I mean, the reason I've been playing it a lot is because it's the perfect podcast game to just put something on in the background sure. and just like play until the podcast runs out or until like you die or whatever and then do something else. That's pretty much how I've been playing it. But a uh, bunch of buddies of mine uh, are like consistently playing it as well. So I hop in with them and we just chat and play. So that's why I've been kind of doing so much of it. I'm at the point where I'm pr- I'm pretty I'm getting pretty sick of uh going for like the challenge things though like specifically the challenge I'm stuck on so I'm probably just going to play it now when people other people want to play and just kind of count it as a loss for now cuz if I do get that and then they do reset it I'm going to be pretty bummed about that specific one so I'll just continue playing it with people to have fun. Um the other game I've been playing I mean, I've been playing some of the things you've been playing, so I'll just chat with you about those when those come up. The big one, though, is World War Z came out with a game. A, uh, right, yeah. A half-price game. It's like 30 or $35 American on the Epic Store. And I figured I would just try it out because... We're oh, sp- man, Epic Store, not buying it. Yeah, exactly. Steam or nothing. Um, I figured, worst-case scenario... Right, get it? If I you know hate- that guy? Do I know that guy? <laughs> that one guy? Yeah, you know that, yeah, that one <laughs> that guy. That one guy. Oh, I know him well. Um, 
I figured worst case scenario, I hate it. And then I get to see what their refund policy is like and get in some emails with people. Uh, and then Do I they could, have one yet. I don't know. But I figured oh, okay. at worst case scenario, I could find out and then we'd have that to talk about because I'd have first hand experience. I ended up oh, man, really exclusive. loving it, though. It's really good, oh, all right. which is surprising. So the, they took the two things that I thought were good about World War Z, the movie. Brad Pitt. No. <laughs> Brad Pitt is unfortunately not in there. Um, not even like a is it, maybe there's like oh, I was going to say maybe he's like his like name tag is somewhere. There's there's got to be something right like a nod to it. Maybe I don't a remember nod to, to that character. It's probably that character, right? I don't remember what uh, his name is in that movie, but World War Z, it's the idea that like each episode in the game takes place in a different part of the world. So it gives them the ability to kind of change up the environments you're in and kind of like make things a little fresh that way, which I think is really cool. And then, of course, the movie was known for the like wall of zombies that would just rush in and start climbing each other like a bunch of monkeys. It does that super well. It's so cool. And it's so fun every single time. Did you play There Are Billions or just or Billions, whatever it was? I have not played uh, There Are Billions. I've heard I would like oh. it, so. Oh, yeah, I'm curious how those would kind of compare because There Are Billions is like, that's the whole premise, right? Is mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of zombies at the end here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is this is more like a third person Left 4 Dead. Is, this is like Left 4 sure. Dead 3, basically. So. You have the point you're fighting your way through objectives, like through a bunch of zombies and objectives. But then there are points where you have to hold your ground or like wait for another group to do something or whatever. And you're just attacked by a literal like flood of zombies that look like liquid coming at you. And then they just start climbing the walls and it's like terrifying and cool. And it's just super, super gratifying and fun to like throw a grenade in there and see the physics of them like blowing up and like falling down off of the side of the building and they like fall from everywhere so if you're in a level that has like a lot of verticality to it they'll just like come at you from above and start raining down on you and like running after you and it's just absolutely madness so the way that they get this to work so that your computer doesn't blow up is that they do have to cut a a few corners here and there. Like, when you kill a zombie, its body basically disappears within two seconds to make room for, like, more zombies to be processed and come in. So there's not, like, a whole... Like a Hydra? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So there's not a whole bunch of, like, really, like, cool, like, body effects where there's just, like, dead bodies everywhere and you get to see, like, what you've done. They kind of all disappear right away to ensure that, like you can process the amount of crap that they throw at you. Uh, Some of the explosives and like guns and stuff are a little toned down too. Like the explosions aren't as big and fiery as maybe like a call of duty or something. They're kind of more contained and like, yeah. So it tones down a lot of that basic stuff, but it doesn't really matter because it's just super fun seeing zombies fly around when you throw a bomb in there or like any of that cool stuff. Uh, all right, I got a few questions. Yeah, yeah. First off, what's the name of that actual Left 4 Dead spiritual successor that's coming out? Uh, GTFO. No, from Turtle Rock. Oh, from Turtle Rock. <sighs> I don't remember. Left to Die, or did I just make that up? That sounds like... <laughs> that honestly sounds like something that they would put out, so... 
Let me just see if I can find something. Because Turtle Rocks make working on like a like basically Left 4 Dead, aren't they? I thought they announced that last couple weeks. Yeah, it's Back for Blood. Back for Blood. Okay. Which is um, somehow worse than the one you came up with. <laughs> left to die. No, left to die is definitely worse because it's it's just left for dead again. Just switched <laughs> basically. Like it's very okay. Anyway, um, yeah, second yeah. question. What, this is like canonical with like the movie and stuff, right? Like they have the exact same logo and everything. I'm not. It is I'm not sure. The same property. Probably. I would assume so. It kind of like so. There's four episodes currently. I don't know if they're going to add more. And each episode has three chapters to it, and each one takes place in like a different part of the world as they're kind of like trying to hold out and like fight back to take their cities back. You have New York, obviously, because New York's always in these. <clears throat> uh, you have Jerusalem, which I thought was a real cool setting to use. Uh, I think that's in the movie too, if I remember correctly. I was gonna. I was just thinking. I thought that was the movie. You have Moscow, uh, which is their excuse for a snowy city, basically, and sure. uh, you have Tokyo because, of course, there's so many people sure. in Tokyo that makes. Those are, I'd say those sense. are like good ones to pick. Yeah, and uh, I think it works really well uh, because they actually model the environments in a way that you can tell you're in a different spot. Like it's not just like generic city it feels like new york when you're in the new york stuff and you're in the like subway lines and shit like that and in tokyo you have like the little houses and the like little side streets and stuff and it they all look completely different and are kind of fresh which was surprising to me like it's the thing is is that this game at full price would be kind of a letdown because there's not a whole lot of substance there it seems like they have good groundwork that they could add more onto especially because since it's like kind of modular where every chapter is a different thing they could just like release a dlc that's like we're gonna add three new chapters and three new cities or whatever and it would totally work out um but for like half price for like 30 bucks it's like way better than i was expecting there's six different classes that you could be for uh the different characters that you play each character actually has a backstory and like stuff about them if you care about that stuff it's not like really deep but like you do play like named survivors they have a backstory you can unlock and learn more about who they are as people but then you also have like a gunslinger class that you'll level up and like you're just you do better with guns you have a demolitions type class you have a class that does better i think with uh like a support like your team can carry more ammo and like you can open up stuff that uh is usually locked away using breach charges for like more defensive items and shit like that. And uh, yeah, no, it's really cool. There's a lot of stuff in there to dig into. And uh, I, yeah, it's just basically long story short, if you wanted another left for dead type game and you have some people you're willing, that would be willing to play it with you. It's a pretty cool pickup. I have heard that, the console version does struggle a little bit at, at 30 frames a second. Um, and if you have like the uh, PS4 Pro or whatever, there isn't a like option to buff that up. There is the resolution option to make it look better. So, but uh, you can't like make the frame rate better. There's no performance. Yeah. So boost. it just sounds like it's locked across consoles at 30. All right. My other question was. First off, are you interested in Days Gone? <laughs> Not at all. No. Okay. Because in that one, I understand you can't fight 
the the swarm of zombies. There's just too many. You have to run. Mm-hmm. And can you fight the swarm in this one, or do you need to run? So <clears throat> you're in the beginning. It seemed fine to fight them. I've gotten to the point in the difficulty levels where if you don't have good teamwork and you fuck up, they will overrun you real hard. You can't run in some spots, though. It is, like, very left for dead. So you, so you can't fight. Something's going off. You have to hold the ground while the swarm's attacking. Okay. Because it sounds like Day's gone. It's like, no, you you have to get out of there. There is no way you're going to survive some of this stuff. I mean, it's an interesting idea. I've, I'm going to have to see what people say about it, that because that thing just looked so boring. Until the story... They showed, like, a story trailer. It's like, oh... This might be okay as long as it plays well. I need to see what more people say. say. The the story seems to be what's turning me off of that game because it's like Sons of Anarchy biker dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having his wedding, backwards hat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm... That that game seems like just a a giant question mark. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see what people say about it for sure. Uh, But yeah, that's all I've been playing. All right, John, go for it. Yo, been playing Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, which is the new EDF game. It's good. Uh, definitely. Like I said before, I when was I was hearing about, bad things about this one, really, what bad things? Uh, honestly, I just heard what they were talking about in the Bombcast, and they were saying it was like a step down from like the like proper EDF games. Um, oh, I, I'm. I'm blanking because obviously I wasn't paying too much of attention because I don't really play these games. I I can see some ways that they could be saying that, but I feel like it's a step up. Okay. I think I like it better than than the core games. Uh, Other than that, I picked up some random Switch games and decided to play them. So I picked up Mech Extermination Force. This is uh, done by the devs of Gunman Clive, which is like a little simple Contra-like game. Uh, this is the one where you fight giant robots, and they're like, it's all bosses, kind of like, uh, I guess, it's, uh, I guess a Contra Hardcore, just like a couple different Contra games. Oh, I've seen the trailer for this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. Controls like yeah. shit. It is terrible. Slippery controls in a Contra-like. Oh, oh I was going to say, because the, the trailer made it seem kind of cool. Yeah, like the bosses which is are why I puzzles. bought it, and then I played it, and then I regretted it. Oh bummer! Yeah, I was excited for because I love I loved Gunman Clive and I like the idea of them just doing like a boss rush kind of game, and it just feels really bad to control and not worth it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, really, really upset about that one. Honestly. Yeah, this looks really good. <laughs> Damn it! All right. Now, may, I don't know if I just maybe I got a pre patch version or something, but like, like I mean, see. if it's out. Like it's out. Yeah, let me see what yeah. I was doing on Metacritic now. Yeah, that's a good Se- seventy-eight. So maybe I'm the one who's in the wrong here, but like I just was not having fun playing it. Okay. Yeah, mostly positive reviews. Weird. Okay. Weird. I'm not hmm. the only one complaining about controls, though. At least. Uh, I don't know. You're most very on that, but I did not have a good time with it, and I don't really want to go back and keep playing it, which sucks because I like Gunman Clive and I like the idea of just like another boss rush contra kind of game. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, then I tried out Strikey Sisters, which was um, how do I say this? Uh, I played a game about like this a while ago called Fire Striker. It's basically a 
breakout style game where you are uh, like you're attacking your ball. Your attack is the ball. Like you slash the ball to knock it around the map. You can fight enemies who come at you and you have to like collect icon like coins that are falling and just destroy all the blocks to move on to the next stage. There's bosses and et cetera. Cool. Yeah, I played a game it's, like this a long time ago called Wizorb. That I, I still it's like Wizorb. It's like Wizorb, but I I've heard Wizorb might be better. But this is oh, two player no. co-op, so there might be a toss up on that one. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, I'm playing single player. Uh it might be easier two player, I'd imagine. It might be more interesting two player. It's okay single player, but I do not have Wizorb to compare it to. I just have sure. Fire Striker, which let you move freely around the map, up, down, left, right. This lets you only move left and right. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if Wizorb let you move up and down or not. It didn't, no. Okay, so then it's probably more comparable to Wizorb then. Cool. Uh, I like Wizard, uh, so this looks fine. Yeah. Uh, then I tried out Smashing the Battle, which is a weird beat 'em up on the Switch, which apparently was also like a mobile game too, or something like that. Seems like a hmm. nice mindless hack and slash. There's a lot of ladies in this one. Yeah, like two. <laughs> There's a lot of them though. Yeah, like two. <laughs> It seems like it's all right. It's just like a weird hack and slash. You get like a couple like special abilities you can use that are on cooldown timers and stuff like that. Like there's magnets to draw enemies together. There's bombs you can drop. Uh, there's a meter you can build. Like there's a super meter and stuff like that. It just like it. I was just like, all right, I'm in the mood for just like a hack and slash. It, mm-hmm. It's comparable mindset to say Dynasty Warriors, but like nowhere near that extreme. Like you'll get like twenty robots tagging you at once. You'll take them down, and then you like you'll have to do like a little bit of obstacle dodging and stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, seemed seemed all right. Probably out of the three, the one I was okay with the most. Hmm. How much is this game? Ah, oh, God, I forget because I think it was on sale when I picked it up. Gotcha. Which was the other reason yeah, I jumped it looks in fine. on it. Yeah, it like I said, mindless hack and slash seems all right. Uh. That's pretty much it. Like the move is kind of screwing up everything. Like I had intended to play through Devil May Cry Five by now, but oh right, yeah. But never really got to sit down and go through that. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and I don't. I suspect next week I probably won't have much to talk about either because of the packing up stuff. Do you think Earth Defense Force Iron Rain is worth me getting? I haven't gotten five, and I'm like. It's a full price release is kind of what I'm. I know a that's the problem. Do you remember liking 4.1? So I like 4.1 more when I could play it on PC with my friends. <laughs> that's fair. That's so. fair. This is yeah. This is only on PS4. Yeah. Uh, six player online for uh, eight player versus mode for some reason. I don't know. I haven't tried that out. Okay. Uh, less stages, about 52 versus like whatever 70 or 80 the other games had. But uh, five difficulties. Mm-hmm. The main complaint I'm sure that Giant Bomb was dropping, saying it was a step back, is you don't get random weapon drops. Uh, you beat a stage on a difficulty and it gives you a predetermined unlock. But then you need to get currency to actually unlock it. So I'm pretty sure that's what the quote unquote step back is. Mm. No, that doesn't sound familiar, but <clears throat> maybe that's like another complaint or something. Maybe. Um, hmm. Why do you like it more, I guess? Um, fresher coat of paint, character creator. Uh, does, feels like it runs a bit smoother. 
I like some of the changes they made. The overdrive is a good panic move. Uh, I like the idea that you can just, there's items you can get now. Uh, but unfortunately, using them costs you currency, which is another, there might be a little reason why, because like the vehicles are considered items now. Uh, every class can use every weapon, so you're not forced to use a specific character and then just only unlock weapons for them. I do like that, yeah. Have you ridden yeah. a Nant? Uh, yes, that's a specific class is super. Is it fun? <laughs> it's all right, and it's all right. It's all right. You get it. Yeah. You get it for like thirty seconds. Gotcha. Okay. That that class is kind of weird because it's basically an attack on Titan class. You get like you have the double grappling hook that brings you towards enemies or walls, mm. and then you can equip a sword and you just start slashing them up. It's literally <laughs> attack on Titan. Oh, okay. It it is fun though, but yeah. uh, I like the uh, the wing diver, which they call jet lifter. I think in this game. Okay. But uh, I also played a bit of EDF-5 before I did that. And EDF-5, apparently, you can unlock weapons for all classes at once now, which was a big change. Uh, and it's oh. it's as goofy as always. Like, Iron Rain's a bit more serious, quote-unquote. Oh, weird. But, okay. like, not to, like, that extreme that uh, Insect Armageddon was. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I like it. Uh, well, here's the thing. Like, I'm... My arguing and talking about this is going to do nothing for you, Paul, because both five and Iron Rain are still full price. I know that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I could buy one of them. Do I buy this or this? <laughs> I mean, I Honestly, could buy this both point, and just not yeah. eat for a week, I guess, or something. <laughs> at this point, I would say get Iron Rain because people are playing it now, so you'll have people. Worst case, that's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, you, like it depends either way on how you want to go on that. Sure. Is that it? Yep. All right. Uh, I've been playing a bunch in the last two weeks. Um, I already mentioned Risk Rain 2. Uh, I beat The Division 2. Okay. Uh, so right now I'm just kind of going through the uh, world tiers, I guess, and kind of replaying missions with, with new enemies. The real Division <clears throat> 2 starts now. Yeah, and that is, that's really cool. I really like how much there is for the end game. Um yeah, which is going to be in contrast to what I'm going to talk about next. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, just having a whole new set of enemies to fight that have like robots is is very cool. Uh, oh, the first raids so out actually, this weekend too, right? I have no idea. Is it? I think what? so. That's, that, that's going to be a game changer for one of my days. Then if that's the case. Eight player raid. That sounds crazy. Um. So, although I bet. You know, while you're looking it up, mm -hmm. what's the gear score you need to be at? Because I bet I'm not close enough. <laughs> oh, it's pretty they high. actually released World Tier 5, I believe, in the last patch. So I'm sure you have to be that, probably. Okay, so I just got to World Tier 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I'm like just under 300 or so. Sure. Um, anyway, yeah, Raid would be cool. I, I do want to play that with uh, my co-op buddy. But still playing the Division, still enjoying that. It's fun. I also finished Anthem. Yeah. And something very odd that happened when I was playing those last few missions is it stopped matchmaking me with people, mm -hmm. which made some of those missions absolute nightmares because I was playing on hard, which is totally doable when you got like a, f a full crew of four. And for the record, matchmaking with people was never an issue. It was constantly getting me in a, f a full squad of four. <clears throat> but when you're playing one like solo on hard i just wasn't doing enough damage 
um, to the enemies uh, where they're like their shields would respawn too fast and I had to keep hiding because my shields would not uh, last long enough, especially being the like um, the warlock class or whatever the, the elemental magic class is. You have very low health and shields. So that became a nightmare to the point where I had to knock it down to normal and then I finally found one person they match made me with because um, I was like, I am not doing the last mission solo after what I just went through in the mission previously. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. Um, and then the end game to that seems to be like, hey, just play the same stuff again if you want. Uh, so that was, like I said, in contrasting to Division 2, uh, definitely did not hold up. <clears throat> yeah. But I still do have those two additional strongholds they give you. Uh, which I would like to just go through and see because I liked that first stronghold. I do think the pacing of here's one stronghold at the beginning of the game and then they give you two more after you complete the game is is very odd. That's an odd pacing when you look at the division where it's like, hey, we'll give you one every like 10 hours, mm-hmm. which was very nice pacing. So I don't know what's going on with Anthem. Um, from the subreddit, it sounds like they've just kind of gone quiet as well. So things are not looking good for Anthem with its like post game support. Yeah. Uh, which is a bummer. I would like to at least see the raid, you know, the cataclysm. Yeah. Uh, but who knows, man, that's a, I don't know how much longer Anthem is going to be a thing. So the division two's raid was supposed to come out on April 25th and they pushed it to <clears throat> May to, fix some stuff and people are saying you should be probably above uh 500 gear score oh cool so i'll just double my gear score yeah yeah sounds good well at least i got more time to do that now yeah um also played through all of far cry new dawn yeah okay um and i actually liked that more than far cry 5 because it was shorter sure so i finished it yep i didn't finish five um, but they're basically the same game when it comes down to like what you're playing. How do you like it compared uh, so to Blood Dragon, which is the thing that everybody compares it to? Because that's what it is. It's that thing, basically. I, I mean, without any of the like I don't really charisma know, behind it. I don't it. really know if you should compare those two. Blood Dragon seems like it just like uh, it's its own little bonkers off the rail kind of thing. I mean, this was too though. I don't think this went anywhere near as bonkers. It goes pretty silly, but I didn't think it went blood dragon. No, but it's the same type of thing. It's a side story that happens after the main events of the first thing or like a side story sort of thing. It's a, yeah, it is a side story. Sure. Um, but it has no charm or like reason to exist as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if I would say that I like blood dragon more. I think it's there. There's more differences to it. They went a lot further with blood dragon. Yeah. Um, I, I was fine with playing through this game. Uh, it being budget price was definitely nice. Um, this isn't much of a spoiler, but you get superpowers like halfway through, which is definitely a lot of fun to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that aspect of it. As far as the story goes, I don't really care. Actually, that's not true. That's sorry. That's not true. All of its connections to five, I actually did find kind of interesting. Okay. Um, and I don't even know why that is. I didn't finish five. I didn't even like get halfway through five. I, pl- I beat one of the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I did a third of five. Um, but, but finding out that there was like more of a connection to, f- to five than just 
it's the same map, but like decades later, mm-hmm. I actually thought that was kind of interesting. And so that stuff was, it was kind of cool. But I mean, at some points you get to fight a bear. Sure. Cool. Um, so uh, I liked it more than I expected. And I played through all of it and it, I played through it all in co-op, which probably helped quite a bit because it made everything real easy sure. and just a, a silly time. So, so yeah, there you go. Uh, and then having, uh, played to that. I started up Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, I've been actually playing like this. Having, okay, I don't, yeah, I don't like having free time, so I hmm. decided to start a seventy-hour yep. Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, man. Um, so, which is yeah, there there goes all of my single-player gaming for the next couple months. Yep, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and you know, I don't really know what to say other than it's just you know, it's Origins again, and I, sure. I like Origins a lot. Yeah. Um, so it was basically, it was basically just like riding a bike again. Like at this point, you know, Assassin's Creed Origins kind of became like comfort food for me. I could just kind of always put it on and there was like a mission to go do. Uh And this is just that game again. Like I'm playing it exactly like Origins. Yep. Um, I'm playing as Cassandra. Yep. Me too. Why wouldn't you play as Cassandra? Uh, I don't like the boat stuff. And I've said that since, like, Assassin's Creed 4. I thought it was okay. It's fine. I don't know. It gets better when you can actually upgrade some stuff and not suck ass at everything. So, I mean, you could always have upgraded. You can always upgrade your ship in all of the Assassin's Creed ones. Um, I guess except for maybe not Origins, because those were, like, side stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. you, there, you, there's always been, like, a skill path for the boat stuff as well. I just don't care about that combat. Mm-hmm. Like, the boat, it's just clunky. It takes a while. It's just this back and forth of like arrow volleys and defending, which is actually, I don't really care about the combat too much in Assassin's Creed either. Oh, really? I like the uh, combat. It's the only reason I care about that game. I like, I play them as as like assassins. I like going stealthy. I like almost, I like coming down to like a camp and kind of puzzle gaming it out of like, how can I do this without being spotted? I really enjoy that kind Mm. of stuff. I run in and just start um, stabbing everybody and get in a fight with a hundred people. Is right. Is but like I, I feel like I just can't deflect fast enough, especially when there's like three people on me. No, parrying's um, garbage in this game. You just got to do the dodge yeah. so you get the like slow mo effect. Okay, uh, yeah, because I, the parrying's yeah, yeah. garbage. I agree. But what this game also does so in di- the difference between this and in Origins is there's the emphasis on the boat stuff. Yeah, which is a bummer. Um, but there's also a new mechanic where it's similar to Breath of the Wild in which you need to kind of weaken a territory. Sure. So you'll come into an area, there'll be a boss and it says, Hey, you can fight this boss whenever you want. But if you go do these side activities, it'll weaken like the boss's hold on the area and make the boss easier to fight in the end. And that'll include stuff like, you know, torching his or her supplies, stealing treasure, taking over different outposts, stuff like that. <clears throat> but even after you do that, and even after you, like, kill the boss, you then need to wage a war to actually claim that area. Mm-hmm. And I just did one of these so far. Okay. And I hate that because it's just nonstop, like, fight random NPCs over and over again. And I guess you liked this, Paul. You like fighting a whole bunch of people at once. I didn't like the war thing because it's one-on-one for, like, ten minutes. I like getting a giant group and having to, like, puzzle my way on, like, how am I going to beat 20 guys attacking me at one time? Uh, well, th- 
I don't. This one it was pretty consistently two on one against me. I don't know. Oh, really? Why that case was? Yeah, there was always like a second person coming over. Are you talking? Maybe um, I'm talking about something different. I'm talking about the like. There's two sides battling, and you're just like fighting whoever. Yeah, there's like a bar. There's like two bars on the top of it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I always had two on me. Oh, really? For whatever reason. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Um. Anyways, I just don't like that because it's just like I don't care about the actual hand to hand combat stuff. I prefer what much more of like the being the assassin mm. and whatnot. But I mean, what can you do? Um, so I don't think I'm going to like this one as much as origins, but there's enough of origins there that I, there's enough for me to enjoy. Like I'm enjoying, you know, 90% of what the game has, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how much boat stuff they do throw my way. Um, but anyway, I mean, I've played plenty of the Assassin's Creed boat stuff, so I, I, I know my way around that. There's a whole bunch of side missions that are just boat things. I guess you just don't have to do in general. So yeah, I'll probably skip those. There's a ton of missions, like because there's like quest boards now, yeah. and I did one from that where I was like, get me a couple skins, and I was like, oh, I see your game, Odyssey. I am never reading a quest board again. Yeah, like it's at the point where it just says got multiple quests, and it's like, well, all right, like the game doesn't even tell me what new quest. I sometimes you talk to your dude, it's just like they have like ten things for you to do. I guess. So there you go. Did you play Origins? No, I skipped it. All right. Yeah, I almost want to say, and again, I haven't played enough Odyssey to fully make this this uh, uh, decision. But I almost want to say Origins is a is a better game. It's like a tighter package. Mm. Um, I also think I like the environments and origins more. Uh, and there's plenty of environments in Odyssey for me to still see, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having all of like the orange and golden sand everywhere and like the reeds and like the hippos and stuff was really cool in origins. I loved hanging out in that, in that game. Um, so we'll see how Odyssey does, but yeah, origins t- doesn't have anywhere near as many quests. I'd say it has like, I'd say it has like 75% of them, mm-hmm. but they're all pretty like meaningful and cool. Mm-hmm. that's just kind of the the vibe i'm getting so far uh but yeah that was a uh, assassin's creed odyssey which i'm sure i'll be playing on and off for the next six months the rest of your life yeah basically until whatever the other one comes out luckily i have until next year now so i got some i got time yeah exactly um and and where's my where is my prince of persia 2008 sequel that's the real question <laughs> The question that down to only it. you and like 10 other people on a message board somewhere are talking about. Basically, yep. Um, I played through a game called Quarantine Circular on the Switch. This is the follow-up to, um, what was it, Subspace Circular? Oh, crap, what was the other one? I have to look this up. I'm gonna, uh, what is, it? is it Subspace Circular? This is a Mike Bithel game. Subsurface Circular, that's what it was. Uh, this is the follow-up to Subsurface Circular. Um, this is on PC and Switch. I think those are the only two. I'm playing it on Switch. came out on PC a while ago. I don't know how long it's been on Switch, but it was on sale last week. Uh, these are basically visual novels. Um, in Subsurface Circular, you were like a robot detective in the subway. Um talking to different robots and trying to figure out the answer to like a mystery. This one, you are, you take a a number of different uh, perspectives, but the concept is uh, an alien has come to earth uh, late into 
a it's almost kind of like apocalyptic uh like um disease has spread throughout the earth so tons of millions and millions of people are dying um and so the question is like oh is the alien kind of connected to this this outbreak you know the alien says he wants to help us though is is he lying so you have to kind of talk your way through trying to figure out who you're going to trust uh one of like the early kind of decisions is the alien has a restraint on it and you're just an engineer asked to come and, and talk to the alien. So you get to decide, you know, do you want to take the restraint off? Is that is that mean that they're shocking the alien if he leaves the circle? Or should you keep the restraint on? Because you don't know what this alien will do. Mm-hmm. And you take this, sometimes you get to play as the alien. Sometimes you get to play as, you know, the, the chief of military who's definitely not trusting the alien and stuff like that. So this is a, a more in-depth game than Subsurface was. And there's more kind of weight to all your decisions. Subsurface felt more just kind of like it's kind of a non-decision based visual novel. It's just a story. You're just reading through it. This one, you're you're making choices. You're making things happen. Um, so I guess I kind of like it more. Uh, but they're both very good. If you like, you know, mystery, you know, visual novel kind of stuff. These games are five dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I recommend them quite a bit. Really nicely designed uh, games. Um, so I would recommend those that again, that's quarantine circular is the most recent one. And that came out like late last year, I believe that does it for what I've been playing. All right. So let's do some news and a lot of big things have happened, not including this first story that Marvel ultimate Alliance three release date has been announced and that's July 19th. Cool, man. Um, which I I'm excited for. I like those Ultimate Alliance games. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, we also got ten more games announced for the uh, Genesis Mini. Yes. Which uh, I think I think John and I were talking about on like the last episode. I Something was like here that. As well. Yeah, we're talking about what we got some good additions. Oh, were you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And it looks like a yeah, couple well, of I guess them we'll showed just... up there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to read off the list? Uh, I let me load it up because I'm trying to go off memory here. There we go. Thunder Force Three. Oh wait, this is the Japanese list. Sorry. Uh, the American list is Earthworm Jim, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, Contra Hardcore, Streets of Rage Two, Thunder Force Three, Super Fantasy Zone. Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, and Landstalker. Those are, a lot of those are really good. Yeah, what are you excited about? Uh, I like, always like Earthworm Jim. Contra Hardcore was good. Streets of Rage 2 is excellent. Thunder Force 3 is excellent. Shinobi 3 is good, and Landstalker is pretty good from what I've heard. There's a bunch of really good games on there. The uh, Are any of these Japan ones are you jealous of? Yeah, I'm jealous of Musha, because that is the rarest Genesis game. So it's a really good uh, shmup, a top-down shooter. But uh, I don't know why they're not bothering to put it. Oh, they're probably not putting it on uh, the North American one because no one's played it because it's so stupid expensive. Well, maybe you got to import a Japanese one. Yeah, like uh, just the cartridge of Musha is $200 US. So that's more expensive than the entire Genesis Classic or whatever the hell they're calling it, Genesis Mini. So literally, you could just buy it for that alone, and you would be saving money. Yeah. 
Paul, are you excited about uh, Genesis Mini? Sorry, I'm looking something else up that uh, we didn't grab. Uh, I think I'm looking at the same thing as is you. It the Capcom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. we didn't have that on there? Oh, man. We need to talk about that. No, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that next. Uh, um, mini? Yes, but I probably not enough to buy one, I guess. Like, if I didn't get the yeah, SNES one, I don't see what chance oh, wow. this has. So that's You that's didn't get fair. an SNES one? No, I didn't. Why, why not? Why not? You just already had them somewhere else? Yeah, I guess I don't care enough. Sure. Do you have a NES one? No, I don't have any of them. Okay. But maybe I'll get this well, Capcom then how, one. Then how you're not even a real gamer. <laughs> we sh- we need to talk about this stupid Capcom stick. Because <laughs> this is this is the one you will buy. Yeah, right? out of the two hundred dollar American one. This is the one I'm going for. <laughs> okay, why don't why don't you explain what this other? It's one literally is. the Capcom logo with two sticks and two sets of controls. Um on it which is a plug and play device uh offering up some official capcom arcade classics i guess the big one that people were talking about is apparently it has alien vs predator on it which is kind of mm-hmm. neat yeah like, that's I have the, the first full list re-release you want of me that. To re- read it off yeah i'm looking for so, the list here i have the list here okay. um full list is 1944 the loop master okay yeah uh-huh. I, I don't know what that is <clears throat> <clears throat> Alien vs. Predator, mm-hmm. Armored Warriors, Capcom Sports Club, Captain Commando, Dope. Cyberbots Full Metal Madness, Darkstalkers The Night Warriors, Echo Fighters Final Fight, Ghouls and Ghosts, Giga Wing, Mega Man The Power oh, Battle, uh-huh. Pro Gear, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Strider, and Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Here's the thing. These games are great. This thing is dumb and expensive in a way that I can't get. <laughs> so yeah, let's yeah let's kind of put it in perspective. Most of these mini consoles are anywhere between like I don't know sixty and a hundred bucks American. Holy shit, that's two hundred euros. That wasn't yes. even dollars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so that's two. The so there's the sixty to a hundred bucks American, and you're getting around twenty to thirty games. Let's say yeah, yeah. in that range. Uh, the Capcom one is again. It was two hundred and like twenty euros, wasn't it? Yeah, so I don't have the. I think that worked at about four hundred Canadian or something like that. Oh jeez, um, this is sixteen games. This is the lowest number of games. Three hundred and thirty dollars and fifty three cents Canadian. Um, so you're what you're really paying for is this double fight stick thing. Yeah is pretty uh, much the price of a, like a switch or like an xbox or playstation <laughs> yeah that's that's weird for like this the stick itself is made of sandwa parts which is why it's so expensive but like uh, everyone i know that plays is that good can you explain what San- that is sandwa is like one of the top brands for fighting game parts or arcade parts okay so like good quality buttons good control stick stuff like that the problem is all the guys I know that would buy this because they're fighting game players are shitting on the stick because it's literally the Capcom logo just cut out of plastic and yeah. there's no like arm rests for your wrist or anything. So you get caught between like the C and the O if you're on this player thing doesn't side. even have a cup holder. It just well, no, <laughs> not even a cup holder. It's like literally like it's uncomfortable <laughs> to play. Yeah. 
Also, you'd be like right beside someone. I mean, I guess that you're capturing the arcade. That's the arcade experience, but like it also experience? sucks if it's just if you're by yourself. You've got this weird off balance stick now. Yeah, you invite your buddy over, and you're both gonna huddle up on your on your full size couch that you're gonna use only two thirds of, and 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 touch elbows. It's pretty bad. Yeah. What if? I'm just saying, Evo comes up, and this is the fight stick someone brings <laughs> up. Just to, they're going to use the left half of it. I'm sure it'll happen. If nothing else, it gets signed hilarious. by somebody. I could see that. He's like, yo, I'm not even using the right stick. You, you're, <laughs> this is easy mode for me. Yeah. I, you know I'm serious if I go on the right side of my stick. <laughs> the people yeah, that buy no. this are the fighting game YouTubers that have a big enough audience that they'll put out one video of them using it. They'll make their money back instantly, and then they'll put it in the background as like backdrop prop <laughs> yep exactly exactly which speaking of which john are you gonna get one of these? no god <laughs> dude 300 bucks jesus it's way too much like like the it is the, it's a weird thing to have though it belongs in a museum you might say the kicker uh, is like yeah. it's apparently there's at least three arcade games on that thing that have never been re-released before alien versus predator i think 1944 and uh there's one other game out of the whole set so people are like, fuck, we really want to play these games, but we also don't want to own this stupid thing. Like, but some of these have to be able to like, oh, they haven't, they're not, they're not anywhere. You can't buy them officially no, anywhere. There's, even there's not like they were never in like a PS2 re-release collection or anything like that. Okay. Like literally the only way All to right. play them is to emulate them or find the original machine. Right. Yeah. I mean, if anything, this is just inviting more people to emulate it. Because they're not making it easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this this goes on sale October twenty fifth. By the way, October. Uh, oh wow. Let's um. What's the price you would buy this at? Like, and be realistic here. Obviously, so hundred bucks. A hundred. That's that, that's as high as I would go. A hundred American, I could see. Like, yeah, probably not Canadian, but yeah. So what is that? One forty. I'm not the maybe? audience for this, so I. I won't as the audience answer. for this, a hundred Canadian. Sure. But you, really, because like if you're going to buy a fight stick, you're going to spend more than 100 Canadian, aren't you? Yeah, you're no. right. And that's that's pretty much like if you want a good one, if you want a Sanwa parts one, you're probably spending that much. I mean, you can get a good fight stick for like 70 <laughs> if you like were being cheap about it. Not like say, if high, you're being cheap. Yeah. So. Like even as a fight. But stick, what if you're buying what if you're buying two fight sticks, though, <laughs> and then duct taping them together? <laughs> yeah there is that i mean you gotta think about that so what you could do is buy the parts and like make it yourself (laughs) and that might be the cheap make it look good well you could do like you could make this easily with like an emulator built in and everything and that might be like that might save you a couple hundred dollars if you do it that way, but you could you could make your own Capcom logo, but instead of an O, it's the poop emoji. Oh my god! Nah, the go. Crapcom. Yeah, <laughs> that would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, I'm looking at prices for like high end fight sticks, and most of them are bouncing between 150 to 230 bucks. I could maybe. see that, sure, but. Th- See, this is an investment, though. If you break one, you have a backup right there. What other fight stick <laughs> can he- do that? Here's the thing, though. We're assuming that's how this works. It might not work like that. You might, it might be one of those situations where, like, if you're trying to use the player two stick, you can't play X game. Mm. 
Because it only registers as player two. Yeah. Now, assuming because this is arcade emulation, it's probably not the case. It'll probably be fine. But like, there's the off chance that could happen. Yeah, this is a weird thing. Yeah, it is. This is a super weird thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Moving on to some more stories. Uh, PSN name changes. This this went live. This is old news, but uh, kind of worth talking about. These are live now. Um, first one's free. Otherwise, it's ten dollars for the following ones. I think five if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber. A um, couple things to note is that you still have your old one, even if you do a name change kind of own both of them which is kind of weird oh um okay yeah like it maintains your the old one too in some way which i'm assuming is is for older games like they kind of needed to do that um so even if you switch off names they're not freeing up those old ones they're they're still tied to your new account i was gonna switch it i was just gonna get my name but someone took my name great i mean you're probably not the only sean booker around I don't know anyone else on on when I Google my name, it's just me that pops up. You might be the only one with an so online the most, presence. So I, there you go. I'm I got the best SEO. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, there's um there's some issues. There's a list of games. Um, there's games with issues identified, and then games with critical issues. The games with issues identified is is pretty long, so I'm not going to read all of them. But there are some like heavy hitters in here, like. Uncharted 4, Uno, Titanfall 2, you know, all your favorite games. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Ghosts, Bloodborne. Um, what's more interesting is the uh, critical list of games with critical issues, which is a much smaller list, so I'll just read these ones out. <clears throat> Disc Jam, Just Dance 2017, Little Big Planet 3, uh, MLB The Show 14 to 16, on Rush, which is like the only game I care about on this list, the Golf Club Two and Worms Battlegrounds. These are games that have issues um, if you change your name. Th- these ones have critical issues if you change your PSN oh name. So, um, hmm. what's weird though is there is is Sony's not really coming out and saying what the specific issues are. They're kind of leaving it up to the community to find out, I guess. Great. Um, for the games with critical issues, I'll just kind of read this this short blog post. Games which, ha- which have been tested and one or more of the following known issues, which we considered fundamental to the gameplay experience. So these are these one of these might happen to the list I just mentioned. User may lose in-game currency, whether paid for or earned. Oh. Uh, loss of game progress, including scores and progress toward trophy unlocking. Loss of UGC or parts of the game may not function properly, both online and offline. I don't, I'm not sure what UGC is. Um, and then they say, if you have a game in this category, we do not re- recommending changing your online ID if you wish to continue playing that game without losing its entitlements and achievements, which you have already bought or released. Um, so the stuff with the critical, with the known issues was a lot smaller and... Some of them were even like, "Hey, after you play one game, uh, it'll re- it'll fix itself." It's user generated like play content. One online game. <clears throat> UGC. Uh, but 
but even so, like the, the 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 list of smaller issues is probably like four times as long, maybe five times as long. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't really know what the specific issues are. Uh, it's weird that Sony isn't coming out and being totally transparent with this. I wonder if some of these critical issues are because there is nobody like doing anything to update these games anymore. Like, do you think they still have people updating MLB 14, the show? Like, maybe, no maybe that's what the critical the server, issue is. That's it. Yeah. If something goes red. Just Dance 2017 is not super old, and they still make Just Dance games, so I would assume they're Just Dance is a weird supporting. one. Yeah. Because, like, I was thinking on Rush, and then I was like, oh, there's, like, nobody looking at that shit anymore, probably. So, maybe that's that right, issue. Right, that company's, like, gone. Yeah, so. Um, Who knows? Well, they didn't mention anything about no one's there to update it. Mm-hmm. They just said, like, something's going to happen in-game, basically. Mm-hmm. So I guess if any of these games are on the list that you're super into, be careful about changing your name. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Xbox had another Inside Xbox event, uh, which was a live stream, and they talked about a few things. They started off, though, officially announcing the Xbox uh, One SAD. Yeah. <laughs> The sad, sad box. box. <clears throat> it's, sad official. Box. it's official. <laughs> um, so this is a discless uh, Xbox One S, mm-hmm. and it is going to be priced at two fifty. I don't remember what we were uh, guessing. Me we neither. were saying that for it to be competitive, it had to be two hundred or below. I believe. I, I, I still, think that's what I, I said. believe that. I'm just not sure what past Sean said. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. So if anyone recently listened to that episode and is in the chat right now let us know what our predictions i think i assume 200 i probably i think 200 seems like a like a real like cutthroat price that would have been real nice um specifically because xbox one s's the bundles right now are 250 yeah yeah i was gonna ask about that i'm assuming they're they're doing that right now because they don't want people to wait that's all i can really think of sure um the only uh, let's see it's gonna have a one terabyte hard drive uh it's also gonna come with a couple games already i'm trying to see what the list was one of them was forza horizon 3 forza horizon 3 sea of thieves and minecraft that's what it comes with sure that yeah i knew i knew minecraft um forza horizon 3 is weird because forza horizon 4 is out and it's not even that new of a game so why not give us four (laughs) but whatever three's good Mm mm-hmm um, I did like this is just s- silly fun anecdote I was watching the live stream on Twitch and they, they revealed the box they revealed the sad box and one guy just goes I'm not getting it that thing is ugly as fuck mm-hmm. and it is literally just a, a white rectangle mm-hmm. like it's it, not a it, weird it shape it is the S is what the S looks there's like no, just there's nothing weird the on it it is yeah it is they even showed a funny little video of someone just deleting the 3d model disc drive and then that was it so i don't know what that guy's problem was but this is the like plainest cleanest box you could have but that was ugly as fuck to him or her (laughs) anyway uh i think that's i still think this is such an interesting thing i'm obviously not in the market for it but a discless console this is the future man get ready (laughs) and obviously it comes with a controller and you know, all that jazz. Uh, they also did announce, uh, which had been leaked a few days earlier, was uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is a combined subscription service for gold and 
uh, Game Pass, which I believe we had been talking about. Of course, they're going to do that. I think I had assumed it was going to be something for next gen. Um, <clears throat> and I understand, and I think I saw the math that it works out to be the exact same price as if you had bought the two yearly annual subscriptions. Uh, it will save you a bit of money if you were on the monthly ones, I think, from what I understand. But I think that just makes sense. And it, they said that it'll work for anyone. Uh, if they have a subscription go- currently going, if they don't, the, it, everything will just kind of transfer nicely and, uh, you know, cut the price however it should be if you're if you're doing whatever. And those were kind of the, the main announcements at the Inside the Xbox event. Uh, moving on to some really important news. We got the release date for the Minecraft movie. Yeah, I'm reading up on this oh, right now, actually. What did you learn? Because I have not read up on I this. I have learned that it will be coming out March 4th, 2022. And that is only 1,053 days or about 34 months or 150 weeks or a million and a half minutes. Not that they're counting anyways. Lol. Okay, what else do we have here? Apparently, it's going to be the story of a teenage girl and her unlikely group of adventurers. After the malevolent Ender Dragon sets out on a path of destruction, they must save their beautiful, blocky overworld. And it will be... They're partnered with Warner Brothers for this, and it's being directed by Peter Sollett, who did Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Huh. These are things I like that I movie. Okay. Yeah. Great. Who's excited? Woo. Yep. You gonna go see it, John? No. Okay. What if it gets a really good review score? I mean, you mm. can't guarantee that it won't do that. So. No, I definitely can't. This could be the Citizen. If Kane this was the Citizen of Kane of Minecraft, sure, I'd go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. He said it here first. Got to hold him to it. Uh, this is just kind of a PSA and kind of a bit of deja vu uh, for probably John and I. GameStop is launching a guaranteed to love it program in which you can, they're going to do it with a sub series of games. You buy the game, you can bring it back within 48 hours and get a full refund in store credit. They think it's guaranteed, you're going to, it's guaranteed you're going to love this game. But if you don't, there you go. EB games did this, but it was a week, wasn't it? Uh, that was for tra- oh it is trade credit never mind uh they did this for certain titles yeah like i remember uh red dead was one of them the first it, uh, red dead it was uh, pretty much any game they Redemption. knew they wanted to have used so they could get uh the money back on it wait wasn't god of war one and because we tried to get the most pre-orders for that yes god of war th- to get yeah we won like a prize for god of war three i want to say it was <clears throat> <clears throat> it would have been three. I understand. I remember us. We did not win. <laughs> didn't we, anyway. we get something? But they just never delivered it. I forget what the hell the whole thing was. It was stupid. What it was. I, I don't know. You would have known more. Um. Anyway, so EB Games has done this before. Uh, they're the first game they're doing this is Days Gone. So if you're interested in Days Gone, um, but you kind of don't want to spend money on it, pick up the game, play as much as you can in 48 hours. I understand that game is very long. Um. And then bring it back and you can get your money back in trade credit, which I guess you can just put towards the next game they're going to do this with um, until they eventually go out of business because it can't be long now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right, this is the actual biggest news of the week. Uh, Wired ran a report. They got to sit down um, with uh, Mark Cerny, and they talked about the next PlayStation in a surprising amount of detail. This came out of nowhere. Uh, It's also kind of questionable why they're doing this right now in April. Um. So some things we learned there internally, they are not calling it the PlayStation Five. They are current, just calling it the next PlayStation for right now. It doesn't mean it can't be the Five. That's just not what they're going with. Um, did you guys read up on this stuff? I did. Yeah, I did not. No. Uh, John, do you want to say some points? Maybe you remember. Uh, they did a side by side comparison to a PS4 Pro and the current system. Uh, and they wanted to show, compare the loading time. So they ran, uh, Spider-Man and they did the uh, comparison of fast travel. And it was, I think it was what, like 30 seconds versus one second or something like that. It was 15 seconds on the pro yeah, and 0.8 seconds. That's what on, it was. Yeah. I'm just going to say the PlayStation five from here out. Yeah, just just call it PS five. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, so it was 15 seconds on the pro. The fast travel was 0.8 seconds on the PS five. And this was specifically to talk about uh, how fast it can go and how fast it can load because it's going to have SSDs in it. It's going to have a, right. a special design solid-state drive that they <clears throat> say goes faster than any on-the-market solid-state drive currently available. So specifically sure. built for the PlayStation. Uh, and they had a dev kit in there. It was just concealed in a big silver tower. I'm just kind of reading some points off there. Okay. Um, hmm. John, if you want to keep I'm mentioning trying to remember else. what else was in it. Uh, they mentioned the architecture for it is going to be very similar to PS4. It's to a point where it's going to be backwards compatible. Okay. Yeah, kind of expanding on that is they specifically said it's going to be a more gentle transition where there will be a number of games coming out on both. Yeah. And uh, the big thing that the article teased was they were talking about Kojima's game Death Stranding. And they would neither neither confirm nor deny that it was going to be both systems or not. Uh, oh, they're using AMD said, chip. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's got ray tracing, I believe, was the big thing. Oh, that was the other one. Yeah, and I saw some people in our Discord were asking like, what ray tracing was. This was a big topic when they announced the 20 series of graphics cards. Yeah, yeah. so right now correct, it's correct only NVIDIA, wrong. actually, that does ray tracing. So that's kind of surprising to see AMD uh, is... Coming out the gates with a PS5 kind of. Uh, well, it kind of makes sense. Have- like you, you <clears throat> want to show that you can do it, and why not go with the biggest consumer market that's out, which is the PlayStation market out of the three. Mm-hmm. By the time this comes right. out, it, ray tracing will be just a thing. So uh, that's cool, though, because like, why wouldn't they go for the best? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> like- <laughs> just kind of. Ex- just to expand on the ray tracing for for those interested, um, ray tracing deals a lot with how light and reflections are processed, um, and then I don't know the nitty gritty of it. It's literally um, a rendering device it. where they render like light as pixels, basically. So when it hits an object, it has kind of a realistic light look instead of an algorithm that does shadowing. Right, or them having to fake it by putting like more light sources yeah. where there actually wouldn't technically be one. They can kind of have one light source, and then it properly is going through things or reflecting off surfaces. Mm-hmm. 
and and so on. Um, to touch on that more, they also mentioned, and I'm this I'm way out of my depth now. Is they're going to be using ray tracing in an audio capacity as well? Yeah, okay. I wasn't familiar uh, with this, but essentially they're improving how stereo and surround audio works to a point where I think Cerny said uh, headphone experience is going to be the best experience. Yeah, I have I have the quote right here. I'll just kind of read this this paragraph. Audio improvements will be a big focus. Wire continued while I'm reading the Kotaku article about the the wired one. Um, while ray tracing is primarily used for graphics, Cerny notes it can have audio benefits. It's all the same thing as taking a ray through the environment. He said it might help players hear small, subtle sounds coming from sneaking around enemies, for example. Sure. Uh, with the next console, the dream is to show how dramatically different the audio experience can be when we apply significant amounts of hardware horsepower to it, said Cerny. Sure, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's cool. Um, yeah, this makes me kind of... It reminded me of when... Um, not on this Inside Xbox, but the previous one where they talked about how they were going to start implementing surround sound for content that isn't even doesn't have surround sound built in how Microsoft's going to be like, like through software building that, which I thought was very cool, mm-hmm. especially as someone who recently got a surround sound uh, system. Sure. That's, a, that's interesting. Um, and then I think the only other topic we haven't touched on is that they're still sticking with VR and that the current headsets will work on the PS five. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. It sounds like the PS5 is going to have some real power to it, so totally makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure there's gonna, there'll probably be a, a, like a, another headset as well, a version 2 or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or maybe 3, because there's there's been like a couple smaller kind of improvements. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to see that they're going to support the old headset as someone who owns that. Yeah. But it also makes a lot of sense because they have a huge install base, and starting over, uh, would definitely not help VR. VR needs all the help it can get. Yeah. Uh, in terms of getting people in there and, and playing it. Agreed. Um, so that's cool. Uh, I believe they, I can't remember if they specifically said it 2020 or not. Um, I mean, that would be real dope. <laughs> that would be real good. The talk you just kind of re, they kind of reiterated uh, that the PlayStation 5 should release in 2020 as they have reported in the past. And that'll also kind of wind up with Sony's console uh, having a seven-year lifespan like the PS3 did. Uh, so, yeah, interesting stuff. Do you guys have any takeaways? Um, I'm a little nervous about how much it's going to cost. Uh, sure. My big takeaway is... There's very, very, very few games that take advantage of uh, NVIDIA's ray tracing abilities on um, PC as it is. It's kind of like kind of like the jump to 4K or HD or whatever, where it took a little bit of time to get people really into it. Although HD was like real quick, so maybe not as much of that. Um, This is a nice step towards ensuring third party games for PC players are going to have ray tracing abilities and like built in like. It's just going to like look better for people that can do that stuff on PC. So it's good for everybody that this is happening on console. Uh, right. They should be like forward thinking, though, because they don't want to come out and already be like, you know, half a year behind or a year behind. I mean, they're going to be behind PC always is. because that's just modular design versus console. It's just going to happen. Uh, 
they definitely are going to be the top tier for like if all this i'm reading here is true for console and that scares me for pricing (laughs) that's the part that i'm like do you think they're gonna pull a uh, ps3 again i'd be surprised if we get this for less than a thousand canadian what are you serious no way it's like seven i could see well, 700 here's American. the thing if that was it was coming out this year i'd almost say paul's correct but that's probably why they're not even saying anything until 2020 like what i find weird is the fact yeah. that they're saying yeah we're probably not going to talk about this at e3 because we don't have a conference like it's weird that they're like teasing a ps5 and being like this is the year we're not doing anything in e3 yeah uh that is weird because if you look at the last consoles they were kind of announced and then they came out six months later. Yeah. Not even six months later, like three months later. It was like June to what? Like October? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Mike, I think a more realistic, I shouldn't say that. I think a, uh, uh, the price point will be either 400 or 500 American. What are you basing that on? I mean, like you're saying a thousand Canadian, why is that which realistic? is around 800 American. When you consider that it's about 360 for the chip alone, not including the graphics processor for what they're talking about. There's, I just, there's no way they come out with an $800 console. I, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, I hope I say right. 800 Canadian, maybe. <laughs> 800 Canadian. So that would be, around, again, that would be around $600. So how that much, would be, how much was the was Xbox the, One was, X when that thing came out? 500 so that was about 650 canadian uh american yeah mm-hmm. um ps3 launched at 600 right 599 mm. us dollars that was the yeah. thing okay that was that clearly shot them in the foot yeah. So I can't see them doing that again. The only reason I could see that they did that in the first place is they had such a lead in the last console they do have that lead again, but I can't see them making the same mistake. Well, I don't know. I, my only issue is I feel like we as consumers have shown we're willing to pay stupid prices for these <laughs> things now. So I think yeah, like kind of. Sony's going to test that. I mean, I think Sony's going to test that theory. The thing is, is I'm not basing this on, oh, well, it was a mistake. I'm saying that right now, if you bought this stuff that can do this right now and build a PC with it, you're looking at an expensive machine. Like, I'm just looking at what the price of this shit is that they're saying. So it'll decrease, obviously, because everything in technology does within like a few months, let alone a year. Uh, I can't see paying less than 800 Canadian for this thing. I can't see that happening currently. I'm looking at it like even if the piece, the components cost that much they will eat that cost and hope to make it up on but the back how end much with, are they going to eat is the problem i hope you're sure. right i'm just saying <laughs> the reason why i'm saying there's no way they would do that put it that expensive yeah. is because consumers will not spend that much i don't think i sincerely hope you're right and they eat a bunch of it for sure um i i see 500 on the high end because xbox did it with the one x however when they when the last consoles launched Sony beat them by a hundred dollars, and that clearly did a lot for them, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we'll have to see more information as it comes out. For sure, it's 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 going to get really interesting when one of them pulls the trigger and says the price first. Yeah. yeah. Because I bet I bet both of them have two prices in mind. Yeah. 
and it's it's whichever one they land on is a is determined by who pulls the trigger first and then how do they respond yep i think you're right 100 like if xbox comes out and says we're doing 500 again then i bet sony's like all right we're doing 500 but if xbox comes up and they're like 450 then sony's gonna be like oh man maybe we need to go 400 you know what i mean or maybe we need to hit 450 man i don't like and also where do you so if you were to make like a weaker skew of this where do you go from like what they have here i, well, guess? I don't think they have to yeah no because they they, they talked about the transition is going to be what gentle their weaker skew is the playstation the ps4 4. i guess the ps4 pro and when you're looking comparatively or or the pro sure yeah but it, it i mean they said it's gonna work on both so yeah. the lowest could be the ps4 not pro and if one thing, one idea I had, I saw, or I heard from, again, the Bombcast is they were talking with this all, you know, super digital focused world we're in now, yeah. you could, they could just release one digital version of it and whatever console you have, it just downloads the stuff for that one. You mean like they're not even printing like two, like, let's say you're buying, you know, Assassin's Creed 15. Yeah. Yeah. And you're buying it on a regular PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. So you just have it there, and it, it's just going to download the assets that the PlayStation Four can run. But if you bought it on a PlayStation right. Five, mm-hmm. it's going to download those assets. Like how in otherwise, it's still how in Siege you could like just bucks. not get the HD pack if you didn't want to. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah, they do that exact thing right yeah. now. Is you can download, you get the extra bonus and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they want, if you're like, hey, if you want to play the new game, you can play it on your PS Four. It's just not going to run as fast. Yeah, like, you obviously know that. Until they just phase it out completely, eventually, yeah. Eventually, which will which will take a like a long time, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They they still made PS3 games for years, stuff like that for sure. Um, but that lets them cut the PS4 even cheaper. Uh, I'm curious if the Xbox comes out and if they want to ha- if they need to have the strongest console again because they have it now. I'm wondering if they're okay not having that again. Yeah, or if they need to you know, get a little bit faster. I feel like it's a so miracle if this thing there. is under 500 or even 500. Exactly. I think it's a miracle. That's a lot of hardware for kind of cheap. If they release that, which would be dope. I don't, I don't know the hardware. I don't know the hardware based on how high you're thinking. I, I feel pretty confident that it would go for 500. The, then. the stuff that I can't see them going over the that. stuff that they're talking about here is like, not, it's not on the low end. You're looking at high end PC building to do this stuff so but again technology man like in a year this stuff might be on the fucking street corners in the garbage can you never know i guess who knows uh all right uh oh it looks like there is one more bit of news here oh yeah didn't which who put that would have been me who put put this this in here uh, so, uh, WayForward and Arc System Works are teaming up to continue the River City Ransom series, uh, but WayForward is making a special game called River City Girls, so this is a female-themed uh, River City Ransom-style game, so that's just more like, hey, WayForward's got more on their plate other than Shantae 5, and also they have gotten one of Japan's biggest and longest-running game franchises, so... Right on, and this is coming later in 2019, it looks, it looks like. like. No other real info co-op game. Pretty much just announced oh, today, no. basically. So Arc, yeah, it's um, just them and Arc System Works. So it could be a fighting game, could be a beat 'em up. No one's one hundred percent sure yet. What's River City Girls makes me think beat 'em up again. 
pretty mm-hmm. much. But like uh, River City now, like could be tagged to everything because like River City Sports is like their track and field style game. Uh, River City Dodgeball is a thing. Okay. So who knows? Oh wait, and I actually had one more news story. <laughs> Scott from HQ oh, has left. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Rogowski no longer works for HQ. Um, he is now hosting a Major League Baseball show called Change Up. Okay. Um, and apparently he had said that like he would be willing. He was hoping he could come back to HQ, maybe do some like weekend. Uh, shows for them and the ceo who seems to have been be crazy from numerous reportings over the years said no way we want someone dedicated to hq so you're out of here if you're leaving um uh, i'll read this one quote from rogowski nothing in my decade plus entertainment career has meant more to me personally and professionally than my involvement with hq so i guess good for him yeah HQ sounded kind of like a nightmare to work for. <laughs> yeah, it um, did. And it sounded like he had been showing up less and less because uh, they, you know, they, they do other hosts and stuff. I haven't played for like a year or so, uh-huh. but uh, he, he wasn't on there daily anyway. Um, he even asked if he could do like one more show uh, to kind of like as a goodbye, a finale. And they said no. <laughs> so he has a big, long Twitter thread where he's kind of just uh, talking about it. If you want to look that up. Um. But, you know, I put this in here because HQ was a weird thing and Scott Rogowski was a weird guy. And here's the finale, basically, to to his story as far as HQ goes. So good luck to Mr. Rogowski, I guess. Yeah, definitely. All right. uh, Let's keep going with some questions. Show that never ends. All right. If you want to send in questions, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter. The Discord channel and John's P.O. Box are all great ways to send questions in. Uh, I will read this first one from Kevin, who says, what 2D fighting games have the best single-player content? Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Yeah. Anything I always go to, basically. I always go specifically Mortal Kombat 9 is the one I always my brain goes to every time. I, I do really like Inju- in the Injustice series as well. Um... And especially if you're a comic book fan, like those are some good, cool stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you guys say about like Smash Bros? Smash Bros. I would put up there as well. Yeah, like with like the World of Light stuff. Yeah, the subspace emissary or yeah, what? How yeah, yeah, right. is, yeah, that fan fiction is the longest <laughs> written piece of literature in human history. Well deserved, and that is a. That is a fact I will never stop being that, amazed that by. That is a different uh, <clears throat> fan fiction, but yes. Um, yeah. Any any other ones you guys can think of? I remember I remember liking Soul Calibur 2 quite a bit with like its kind of challenge mode, little tree thingy. Yeah, Soul Calibur 2 had some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. 3 had a whole like... Uh, I hate 3. Yeah, 3 had like a whole like rts kind of mode you did where the fights you got in were just proper normal fights right but you yeah. built like a party of characters and stuff but you like walked your character to like a tower and then attacked the tower i hated that so much i really like the dumb stories from tekken that shit gets weird <laughs> real fast yeah, so. i'll be right back okay All uh right. 
I got Sonny's question, which is, what is the most expensive piece of equipment you guys have purchased for any medium? You don't have to disclose price if you don't want to, slash can't remember. And was it a tough purchase to make? And this is easy for me. It, like, my vehicle <laughs> was the most expensive thing. <laughs> it is your car. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. and was it a tough purchase to make? Uh, like, kind of, because it's kind of like just the responsible, like, I need to get around thing. But, like, that makes it an easy decision, though, doesn't it? No, because I didn't want to spend that much money. Like, I'd rather buy other stuff. Because <laughs> you always sure. have to fill was, with gas, I was just too. Thinking, like, like, it's the thing that you keep paying for. Yeah, it's just a money hole, yeah. basically. So I was... The one I was thinking of was, like, most expensive thing with, like, I don't know, like, my rent. But, I mean, I have to pay that. Yeah. So it's an easy decision. So, um, okay, let's... Also, I guess that's not a piece of equipment. My what The car is. Yeah. Rent is let's, not. Let's uh, discount um, car. Like, let's say a piece of equipment that is a luxury item, like, not something you need to, like, live in everyday life. So, so house is out. House is yes. out, yeah. House is out, car is, is out. out. Unless you buy, like, a, like, motorcycle or, like, a luxury car. A luxury car, yeah. sure. If, okay, unless you buy a second car. How about that? Sure. Because any, any thoughts, just, John? Computer, computer, I guess? Yeah, PC would be my second biggest. Computer. And television. <clears throat> that see my television was weirdly cheap uh maybe like my xbox one x because like i had an x so that was kind of just like a luxury purchase for myself sure although i got that for half price too because of that weird deal I'm trying to think what's the most you know it's it's actually yeah it's probably my computer this thing cost me like a grand back when i got it yeah they ain't cheap that's for sure <clears throat> that's probably the most expensive what about phones um, phones can be pretty oh, pricey yeah yeah, my phone is a grand too. <laughs> um, but the, the thing with, uh, with my phone is, I use this thing every day, like every day, like every fifteen minutes, I look at my phone or something. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't. I guess I don't also understand like what he means by piece of equipment, just like in general. I guess. Oh no, I think we got just it. Generalization. I think we've okay. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, and that's that's kind of why you said any medium. Otherwise, he probably would have said, you know, game console or, I, or yeah. game thing or, or whatever. Uh, I'm assuming John's arcade cabinet had to be expensive, but I don't fully know. I feel like I remember he won that. Oh, did I he? I think so. Okay, maybe. I mean, we can ask him as soon as he gets back here. Well, he, he's back now again. Oh, so is Bagel. Yeah, sorry. John, did you buy your arcade cabinet or did you win won that? It. Yeah, that's okay, what I was I gonna ask if that was expensive. I, okay. I, it was sixty bucks. So it's like enter the the competition. Or it was like twenty bucks per ticket. Oh, was it a raffle? Yeah. Wow, I don't think I've ever won anything from a raffle. I I won a, <laughs> I won that, and then the next year at the same event, they had a raffle for a pinball table, and I won that there too. You have a pinball well, table? Well, I had the I had one. I gave it away because it got broke upon getting in my possession, and I uh, gave it to someone who was hopefully able to take a bit better care of it. Okay, yeah, I understand. Pinball machines are very difficult to fix. Well, it wasn't. It was like an '80s table. I think Hyperball. I think is what it was called. It, it wasn't. It was better. It's a single player crossfire game. Would be the better play to, way to describe it. I don't know. What it that wasn't is. an actual pinball table. It was like you had a little uh, ball bearing gun that you fired at targets at. Oh, okay. Kind of like with those like baseball 
Yeah, kind of like those. Okay, all right. All right, uh, John, do you want to take this one from Hebrew Lantern? Uh, I will in a sec, once I can find it. There we go. Uh, Hebrew Lantern says, It's that time of the year, folks. Stanley Cup predictions. I don't even know anymore, because the best team in the league got eliminated in a clean sweep, and the Flames were the second best team in the league, and they're about to get eliminated, so I don't even know anymore. Who was who the best team? Tampa Bay. Oh, they're gone? Yeah, they lost 4 nothing to Columbus. <laughs> oh, all right. Wow. I, I was hearing that. Right. Like, yeah. No. Tampa Bay it, is it, so dude, far this, this playoff season is fucked up already. <laughs> Penguins got a clean sweep by the Islanders. It's it's crazy what's going on right Whoa. now. Well. <laughs> all right. So what's your prediction? Who's going to win? I don't even know anymore. It, Fucking Toronto's still in it somehow. That, that's how blown away I am right now. Uh, I want a wild shot to win it. So I want like Vegas to get it. Or or Columbus. Columbus year? would be great. No, Nashville won it last year. Oh, okay. Paul, who do you, what's your prediction? Fuck, dude. I would love it if it sounds like it's an exciting Stanley Cup, though. At least, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay, man. I would love oh, to it, see it, Toronto oh, win that. Sorry. Holy shit! It was <laughs> the Capitals people- last year. My bad, not Nashville. But yeah, no, I would love to see Toronto winning. It would be hilarious. <laughs> Toronto has been the laughing stock of. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sport forever now. So they're the underdogs. It could be a, a like a nice touching underdog. And you know story. what? They deserve it because their fans are so loyal through all of the garbage <laughs> they have to go through. Well, right now their series is tied two two. They're playing Boston, so they could win against Boston. But it's gonna be close. Man. All right. Well, here's hoping. I guess. Um, Dead in Sky. Follow up question: How much of Calgary's games will Paul not watch in order to give them a better chance? I haven't watched any of them because I don't have TV, and it's like strangely hard to get local games on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the right. games for the Flames either. I guess I could go to the bar and watch them. That's what people do sometimes. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. VGC Kenny says, if all video game religions or myths were actual faiths people could have, including variants of existing religions, would you follow any of them? And if so, which one? I currently don't follow any actual faith or religion, so I would say no, probably not. Yeah. What's the one that gives you superpowers? Then I'll take that one. Yeah. Uh, That's Scientology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you can follow it. <laughs> and there's space lizards or something, from what I understand. Uh, I can't. Can you think of any video game religions off the top of your head? Uh, the one that worships the bomb in Fallout. Okay. I, <laughs> Why I, don't you worship that yeah, one? Because Why aren't no. you picking the bomb worship Because that sucks. <laughs> yeah, what the hell were they called again? Like Sons of the Atom or something? That sounds right. I feel like something like... Um, I don't know. Maybe like a Cthulhu cult of some sort. That might be kind of okay. Human sacrifice and, you know, being crazy. Oh, God. Yeah. No. That might be all right. I feel like anytime there's like religion in games, it's like... crazy cult cult yeah crazy that's cultists it's like a bad religion one of my Uh, favorite 90s bands by the way i couldn't think of how to work it in (laughs) 
I mean, I was thinking of lyrics I could use that would just fly over everybody's head. It's like, no, nope, just got to go with the name. Can't do it. What about Far Cry 5? Yeah, yeah that, that's a good one to follow for sure. <laughs> yeah, again, just like crazy people though, right? Yeah. All right, John, why don't you take this one from Heberland? Oh my god, really? Okay. Heberland writes in again and says, who is the cutest Pokemon? Halucha. Which one's Halucha? That's the rest, the luchador bird. Oh, mm. right, okay. If I say Jinx, does that make me a racist? Yeah, don't say it. Depends on which okay, version. Okay, I'm not going to say Jinx then. You know, the, the Detective Pikachu trailers, I think the Jigglypuff looks pretty cute. I think the Bulbasaur's look real cute. In general, I think Pikachu's cute because they always put little hats and shit on him because he's the mascot, so. Yeah. Sure. They put a Luchador mask on them on them often in Smash Bros. Yeah. He was riding that, uh, that surfboard a few times. Like, Pikachu is adorable. Oh, yeah. Eevee's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, but like Growlithe and Arcanine. Yeah, I mean, I like dogs, yeah. so sure. Yeah. What about like a Ditto before it transforms? I understand slime is very popular on YouTube. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. All right. <laughs> Rasterman7 writes, what version of Arkanoid or Breakout would you recommend to a friend the most? Oh, weird. I mean, I guess Wizorb, because that's the first thing that, that comes to mind we just talked about. And I really like it. Uh, I like Shatter a lot. Shatter's good, yep. Shatter's very good and has an awesome soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Shoot, there's some, like, crazy versus Arkanoid game you can get, which apparently is really good. I can't remember what the hell it's called. Oh, um, it's yeah, like Alien Invaders Arkanoid. Oh, yeah, I think that's actually the one. I think that's actually the one I was thinking of. It's on phones, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I was I thinking of one it. where like uh, you, you, you're both of you are on like the opposite sides of the same board. But no, uh, uh that, sorry, it's Arkanoid versus I think Space Arkanoid Invaders? versus Space yeah. Invaders is also a really good one. So I haven't I haven't played it, but uh, I do have it on my phone. Uh, they recommend Bitrip Beat, which I didn't even think of, but that's another, that's a cool sure. one. Arkanoid's just great. That's Arkanoid is a great game. Yeah. Okay, uh, VGC Kenny says, what happens first? Just Dance stops coming out on the Wii annually, or the PS6 and its contemporaries are announced? Just Dance. I, yeah, yeah, probably. It's, yeah, it's I if you said PS5, you would have... I was going to say, though, what if we changed it to PS5? Well, it's already yeah, been announced. And, and, so. not, and, and not announced, the PS5 comes out. Mm. That's a closer call, for sure. That's a closer yeah. call. I think this year's going to be the last Just Dance for Wii. So Just Dance 2020 is the last one? That's, that's my call, yeah. For, for the, on the Wii? Yeah, for the Wii. Because Just Dance is going to be Just the last Dance will, Yeah, will never end. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Ends. So you think the... So, okay, so you're saying Just Dance is the one that happens first, then? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is that the last Wii game as well? Yes. Are there any other Wii 
properties Just still Sing and Just Dance are the only two that still exist. Just Sing. Did you see Twitch came out with a karaoke thing? Twitch yeah, Twitch Sings. That's That's been uh, in development for a while. It's mm-hmm. teamed up with harmonics. Nice. Go harmonics. Get that paycheck. Yeah. All right. All right. John, you're here with this last, last question. One. comes from JSNEY20, who says... What was the first game each of you got for free to cover or review? I don't remember. It would have been an indie game from somebody I've talked to before, but I don't know. I want to say for me, it was uh, Rayman Legends. Okay. Ubisoft sent the game for Wii U to my house. Oh, I remember you got that sent. Yeah. yeah. I. Oof. I don't know. Um, Gears of War Two was very early. I'm trying to look up my reviews. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Sort by modified. Okay. God, this just keeps going. It looks like... Nah, it couldn't have been that. Uh, I thought I had all my reviews up on my drive, but I don't. Maybe I just go to the website. No, this is going to take like forever. Yeah. Did you have an answer, Paul? No, I'm still looking quickly here. Off the top of your head, if you had to, if what's the furthest back one you can remember? Well, I'm actually looking it up as well. Like probably Torchlight. When did that come out? 2009. That would have been three years. Yeah, probably that. When did Path of Exile come out? Okay, mine was this game called Life Science Hospital Affairs. <laughs> okay. Which was a, basically a ripoff of Trauma Center. Put out, I think it was Konami. No, I guess not. Who made this game? Uh, I, do, I remember not liking it very much. <laughs> Apparently I got the PAL version sent to me. Because the the North American one is actually called Life Science Surgical Unit. And this is developed by Spike. Ooh. Yeah, Torchlight, 2009. All right. After talking to the devs at I haven't thought about this game in forever. All right. That's it for questions this week. If you want to send in questions for next week, it's topdownrespective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, and John's P.O. Box. What are your games of the week? Defense Force, Iron Rain. World War Z, I'll say this time. I will say Division 2. Nice. Um, All right. And if you are listening to this live and you're a $10 patron, this is your last night to submit a game for the poll tomorrow. Uh, anyone else listening to it, uh, I will be putting up the poll on Friday. So go vote for what you would like us to play through and discuss in May. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.
Bye. Bye, everybody.